Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday. May 25th, and for the first time in a long time during the week, we did not have an NBA game thanks to the Denver Nuggets sweeping the Lakers. So in place of talking about the NBA or NFL or Major League Baseball or MLS or whatever, we have a special guest. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I've been hyping this guest for a couple weeks. Um, Her calendar is extremely busy and full, obviously. If you follow golf at all, she's not a pro golfer, but she's bigger than every pro golfer on the women's circuit. Her name is Paige Speranic. Speranic? Oh, gosh, I probably butchered that. Uh, and I interviewed her this week. Her Instagram handle is Paige Renee. If you are not on the gram, well, it's worth checking out. Anyway, she has 3.7 million followers. I know her agent a little bit, so I hit him up uh, about a month ago, and I was like, listen, I keep seeing Paige everywhere. Every time I talk to anybody in and around golf, (coughs) it's about Paige. And I I mean, I've golfed, I think, two or three times this, mm, probably in the last, in the last full year, not this calendar year. I've probably golfed two or three times. And without question, she was an overwhelming um, topic. And she recently started her own website. She's massive on the internet. And you know, she's gone through obviously some hurdles getting there. Um, she's known for Maxim. She's known for uh, a lot of things. She She's a big deal. And I think you guys will really enjoy this interview. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious what the feedback will be because this is a little out of character for the for the uh, podcast. There is a video component. If you go on YouTube, you'll definitely see the video. 
that page is as advertised, um, pretty much an open book. And, you know, we appreciate the candor, obviously. I think you guys will like it. So enjoy um, Paige Speronic, the most popular person affiliated with women's golf. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guest we've never had on the podcast before. We've talked about her a few times because obviously she's a huge deal in women's golf, although she's not a golfer. Um, Paige Sporanic. Paige, I hope I said your name correctly. How are you doing? <laughs> good. You absolutely nailed it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, a lot of practice this week. Um, so uh, a lot of uh, my friends who play golf, I'm not a huge golfer. I'll golf socially. You obviously have an amazing background in golf, dating back to high school and youth sports and all that. Um, you know, anytime we talk about like a big golf event that's coming up, somehow your name gets in the conversation. <laughs> and I, I guess I know that sounds silly because, you know, you're not actually playing, but you know, Paige, that seems to be where you are in the golf discussion right now. We're kind of in that weird post-Tiger era starting up. And we're also in that weird, like, influencer space totally popping. Um, I guess just, you know, tell the audience a little about how the heck you got where you are with almost 4 million followers, your own website, which is, I'm assuming, a cash cow. Just your journey here. Yeah. So I was a competitive gymnast. Um, for a very long time. And I always wanted to be a professional athlete, but I unfortunately like fractured my kneecap twice, had a couple of really bad injuries and just had to quit. <laughs> and so I sat down with my parents. And I said, what else could I be good at? And my aunt, she was a professional tennis player, got up to uh, number eight in the world. And so I tried tennis first and it wasn't for me, <laughs> a little too much running right after gymnastics. And so my dad took me out to the driving range and I fell in love with it right away. And and from that point on, I dedicated basically every second of every day to golf and becoming better and uh, was a highly ranked junior golfer. I ended up getting a full ride scholarship to play at San Diego State University. After my senior year, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, mostly just because golf is really expensive and I was struggling financially at that time. And uh, I sat down with my dad and he said, let's just give it, give it a go one full year. And right before all of that happened, before I turned pro, my social media just blew up and it wasn't anything that I, I sought out that I was trying to do. Uh, someone just found my Instagram on, and then they just posted about it online and I went viral. And within a week I went from having like 500 followers to a hundred thousand followers and companies started reaching out and mm. saying, I'll give you shoes if you post or tees or whatever. And at that time, like I said, I had absolutely nothing. I was doing caddying and running junior golf clinics and doing everything I could to just try to keep myself afloat to pay for golf. And so I started to leverage my social media to finance my golf career. And so I did that for about a year and a half and I couldn't do both well 
because I would go to a tournament and be asked to do, you know, five hours worth of press and, you know, they wanted me to do social media and all these other things. And, uh, you know, none of the girls wanted to do it. So I would step in and do it for them. And uh, I couldn't, sometimes I wouldn't even be able to get a full practice round in because I was doing so much for the tournaments and the sponsors. And I, I couldn't, I was just burnt out. It was really tough. I had um, a ton of haters at that time uh, because I was, you know, getting invitations uh, to play in these events because of my social media. And I Wait, wanted to play so golf. Who, hold on. Paige, so who are these haters? Are they the other female golfers, like the kind of mean girls bully stuff? Honestly, you name it, everyone was hating at that time. It was, you know, oh. professional golfers, people within the industry, golf fans. You know, it was a really polarizing time in my career because I was getting these opportunities based off of my social media. And my social media, it's a very distinct brand. And and that can rub people the wrong way. And they were saying that I was taking these opportunities away from players who are more deserving. But most people didn't realize that I was signed on the side of media, not as a tour player. So mm. for example, I was working with Callaway. They're one of my first sponsors and I was doing all of their media work. I was never signed as an LPGA player. And um, all of my obligations were to do social media for them and digital content. And and I was never categorized as a professional golfer. And most people didn't realize that. So again, it was like I had two jobs, two separate lives and trying to do both of them well, couldn't do it. And then just decided to take a little break and lean into the social media full time. And um, that was about seven years ago now. And I haven't looked back. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this whole social media full time thing is kind of fascinating. There's a college football player who lives near me. Uh, Matt Leiner went to USC. And, you know, I see him around, uh, we talk, and he's like, oh, let me introduce you to my social media guy. And I'm like, what do you mean? You have a social media guy? Yeah. And he's like, got a guy dedicated to help him with TikTok and Instagram. And he's like doing videos like every day. He's like, oh, yeah, we meet and we plan stuff. And I'm like, okay, so that's Matt. Um, I look at your social media page. Do you have like a team of people that you're dealing with every day? Like, <laughs> Walk us through a day like you wake up and you're instantly like on the horn with your squad of social media people. Yeah, so I run all of my social media myself, and I have always been uh, basically the whole operation behind what I do. So everything that you see that I put out, I either wrote the script, I produced it, I edited it, I shot it um, mostly myself, unless it's like highly produced or a little bit of a higher quality. Um, then I'll bring someone in to shoot it for me and help with the editing. But um, if you get a message back, it's me doing it. If you get a comment back, it's me doing it. So I put a lot of time and effort um, into my social media. I'm very hands-on. I do have a amazing team that helps me seek out other opportunities and manage the partnerships that I have because I do work with a lot of different companies. And I have a social media manager who just helps me with the kind of day in and day out of what I have to post and um, just making sure I'm always you know, doing everything that I need to do for my partners. But when it comes down to the ideas and um, the real vision behind every post, it's, it's all me. And I really love the creative process. And that's something that I've always really enjoyed about social media and it's been fun to work with partners who now you know get that <laughs> I think like you're saying it's this really weird time where the, like companies are starting to realize the importance of social media yet they don't really know how to fully utilize it yet yeah. and it's been able to like work with these partners
followers in a really strategic way that it's organic to my social media, but then I can still, you know, do everything that I need to do to make them happy as well. So it's, yeah. it's a full-time job, you know, it well, takes I mean, a lot of strategy involved. I, I don't, so again, Paige, I'm just on, I, on a TV show. I have a podcast. I've been in like sports media for a while, so I don't have a huge following, but I get a ton of comments on Instagram every day. And I reply to maybe a third of them. A lot of it is hate, you know, idiot fans who are like, how could you say this about my favorite player? Paige, how are you looking at all your responses if you have 3.7 million followers on Instagram? You're not actually looking at all of them. Yeah, no, I am. So, so what are you I'll spending post. like all day on social media? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's work. I, I, I love what I do and I love connecting with people. And just as you prepare to do your shows and um, make sure that you're always finely tuned for what you're doing, that's how I work with social media. And I think people, again, just don't quite understand how it is a job yet and all that goes into it. But the main focus is the people who follow you. It's a community. And I'm not able to do my job well if they're disinterested in what I'm doing. And taking that time to connect with someone is so incredibly valuable, especially right now when we don't know what platforms are going to be popular Mm -hmm. next couple of years, if they're going to be banned, you just don't know what's going on with social media. So you have to take the time to build up that, that loyal community of people who like you and that will follow you for wherever you go. And that's my biggest piece of advice that I give to anyone wanting to do this is that you do have to take the time to connect with them personally and also to gauge how your content's doing just as if anyone else would see like, how are my ratings? Are they good? or they're bad or are people watching my show it's the same thing you know I look at my numbers I look at the people who are watching my content and if it's something that they like I do more of it if it's something they're not interested in I do less of it and so it's pretty much the same you know it's just on a it's just on a different you know platform (laughs) yeah but the, the problem is you know there's all these meatballs on social media who are just professional haters they're anonymous losers yeah and All they want to do is like be critical and that's fine. Like as a guy, I could take it, but I have worked closely with, uh, you know, a couple of women in television and I've seen them kind of struggle when these haters come after them like hardcore. And like, do you ever worry about yourself getting too wrapped up in comments from random people around the country, even though they kind of pay the bills in a way? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I really cared when I started doing this mostly because they would attack my golf game (laughs) and anyone who plays golf knows that it's so tied into your identity and your ego. And it was really hard for me to separate that when someone was attacking, you know, the time and effort, the passion I had into this game that I love so much. And that was really hard in the beginning. But now with what I do, I try to create content that's entertaining. And sometimes I am, you know, pushing a limit or I'm trying to make it cheeky. Yeah, a little bit. You need about 70% hate to grow. Oh. And so when I'm getting hate comments, then you know you're getting a reaction. You know that that's going to be shared. You know that that's a really great piece of content because if everyone's agreeing with what you're doing, then you know that they're not going to send it to their friends. Like it's 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 boring. So you want to get those hate comments and now I see it as just, you know, it is what it is. You know, everyone has an opinion and you can be bothered by it, but no one has said that to my face. And oh, half the time, yeah. 
when you know they're just trying to get a rise yeah. out of you and if you get called a whore once then it doesn't matter if you get it called a hundred times or <laughs> you, you just get so desensitized to what people say online and you know i've created this kind of persona this you know page renee which is my user handle on instagram and it's a character that i play i lean into it it's a very exaggerated version of myself and so someone comments on my piece of content they don't know me they're not commenting back mm. at me. They're commenting on this person that they think that they know. And it doesn't hurt because I know if I could spend time talking to them, maybe they would like me or maybe they don't. But it it, it doesn't matter because they'll never meet me. Right. Well, <laughs> they don't, I don't know, know me. You're, you're you know, <laughs> golf tournaments. I don't know. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You said the word identity 
Um, and a lot of the guests we have, their identity is wrapped up in the sport they cover, the athletes they cover. Um, some is all about them or their book. But it sounded like you just said there are two pages. There's the social media one, and then there's the regular page who goes to the grocery store and like has a dog or whatever. whatever you, I don't know. Um, how do you toggle between the two? Yeah. So I would say that it's still me, but it is my most exaggerated version of myself, my most confident, my most sexy. I'm very introverted. So it's my most um, extroverted version of myself that I put out online. And it's still me, but I just try to, you know, play it up a little bit because at the end of the day, social media is entertainment. And I'm there to entertain people with my content. And no one wants to see me with, you know, no makeup on, sweats, you know, eating at, you know, Saturday night with my dog next to me <laughs> reading, you know, that that's, that's boring. And it's not that I don't share parts of myself or parts of my life. I just put out, you know, just a, a very outrageous version of myself because I find it interesting and other people find it interesting as well. So I, yeah, there's some guys in sports media. I don't know how much you pay attention to it, but there are some who have definitely leaned into, I'm going to be the two personalities. And you see this guy online and you're like, this is not the guy I know. I, I can't be friends with this guy. Yeah. Listen to this <laughs> shit he's saying. I can't, I can't, I can't rock with this guy. And then you see him in public and you're like, oh, hey, what's up? And you talk to him for like, I don't know, two minutes. And you're like, that's not the guy that's on social media. So do you get yeah. a lot of that? Like, whoa, Paige, you're not like you are on IG. Yeah. I, yes and no, because my thoughts my opinions, everything that I say is still everything that I believe in. So I'm not saying things that just to get a reaction or a rise out of someone, I do that with my appearance. Mm -hmm. And when people see me, they're surprised that I'm dressed appropriately for the event that I'm at. People just expect me to, you know, walk in in a bikini <laughs> to a gala and then they're like, oh, you're dressed appropriately. And it's like, yeah, of course I am. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. But I, I, I think... I also get that I'm just very down to earth. I think people expect me to be very maybe full of myself or stuck right. up. And I don't know if that's just because of the this influencer culture and that's just how a lot of them do act. But, you know, I have a really great support system with my family and my friends who keep me very humble. A lot of my really close friends don't even have social media. Mm. They don't care about that at all. And so my life doesn't revolve around that. That's just a piece of my life. And I think people do realize that when they meet me that, you know, I, I'm not that person 24-7, which is, which is a good yeah, thing. It's weird. <laughs> I tell people because they see, you know, my real friends who are not really on social media, like you said. They're like, how do you deal with that? And I'm like, trust me, I just want to make enough money so I don't have to be on social media. But the opposite <laughs> is true with you. You're on social media and now you're making money. So you started this website, you know, listen, um, I don't know if you look at your metrics on Instagram, but mine are like 93% dudes, 7% women. And I'm assuming yours is the opposite probably, maybe a little. Yeah, 96% okay. men. So <laughs> like, so you started a site uh, that's like a ripoff of OnlyFans, OnlyPage, and I'm going to assume it's doing well. I see you promoting it. Um, you know, you don't have to give me numbers, but um, let's just say a basic number. Have you had a thousand people sign up yet? Oh, within like the first minute, you know, we, we did really well and <laughs> yeah, it, we put a lot of time and effort into it and I, people have been asking me to do OnlyFans for a very long time. But wait, time. hold on, hold on. And Pe even people though, or like internet weirdos? 
Um, and I know you don't want to use that verbiage because yeah. then it'll turn <laughs> not, off. Not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're weird. Like, I don't think that's Paige, like a who, weird thing. Who, who, um, no normal person on the says, internet. when are you starting an OnlyFans? <laughs> that's not normal. But anyway. Yeah, people, people right, on okay. the internet. People on the internet have been asking, you know, starting OnlyFans, doing OnlyFans. And even though my brand is very sexy, that I don't feel comfortable um, with, you know, any type of nudity. And so I wanted to do a subscription site, but I didn't want to do OnlyFans. And especially because golf is so conservative and stuffy that I think even doing it, if I wasn't doing nudity, people would still have some issues with it. So I just wanted to make sure that like I was in the, like doing something that I felt really comfortable doing. And so we had the name only page because, you know, it's just a play off of it. And uh, we do, you know, golf instruction, a ton of golf instruction. And we put a lot of time and effort into doing, like, if you never played golf before, we have a whole series on basics, where to get clubs, where to get shop, everything. We did basics. Okay. Full so swing, Paige, hold on, of- hold on. Let me ask. <laughs> hold on. So you have the metrics that I know you look at. Be honest. Well, you don't have to totally be honest, <laughs> but are more people looking at the golf stuff uh, or the, whatever, you know, else you're peddling on there. Funny enough, the golf content is some of the highly rated content. It does the best. Real? Even, okay. even on my Instagram, and I, I know a lot of people say this in my comments, like, oh, no one's following you for golf. Well, that's not true because there are a ton of really hot girls on the internet, way hotter than me. And I provide golf. Like that's what I do. And so you come to my Mm -hmm. page because I do golf and I have a really strong golf background, especially in golf instruction. And a ton of people come up to me in person, not on the internet, actually in person. And they say, you have fixed my flop shot. You have fixed my bunker shot. (laughs) And it's true. And so I don't care why they're there to begin with, but they are learning stuff. And I'm getting people Mm -hmm. into the game of golf. And my golf content across the board outperforms anything else that I do. I I don't doubt that. I I mean, I'm not, maybe I need to improve my flop shot. So I'll sign up for for only page. So I I do want to ask, so it's like graduation time, you know, um, for college. And I do see kids out there, you know, I know some families and they're like, yeah, I'm like, what are you going to go into? And they're like, you know, I kind of want to do what you want to do. I want to have a podcast and and talk about sports on TV. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll see you in 20 years. (laughs) You know, you got to work at this. And they're like, oh, another guy's like, I kind of want to be an influencer. Um, this wasn't even like a thing that you really sought out, right? There was the, you said some uh, total frat move or whatever I was <laughs> yeah. reading, found you and kind of made it. But this wasn't like something that you really wanted. But when you realize, I'm guessing that you could, it could be a pretty lucrative business, you leaned into it. Are you like advising any young female golfers who maybe aren't tour worthy to say, hey, this is a lane you can jump in and you know, there can be 15 other pages uh, doing this social media thing. <laughs> there, There's hundreds of them now, which has oh. been really cool to see. There's been this, this golf movement of women creating businesses off of, you know, just promoting the game of golf and looking good doing it. I was the first one to do this. And like I said, it just kind of happened to me, but I found that I was really good at it, that people liked my content, that they could relate to what I was doing. And I think because I didn't go into it knowing like what to say or what to do that I did build this really great community of people because I was so honest and they've saw, they've seen me 
you know, win and lose and falter and gain success. And I've been through it all and I've shared that with all of them. And I basically created this career path for all of these women now, which is really, really cool. I've paved the path for them to be successful, especially in a male dominated sport like golf. And you're seeing this really big movement now. And you're also seeing a lot of women now on golf courses. I remember when I first started doing this, um, which is, you know, eight years, seven, eight years ago now, go to the golf course. Now is the only one I was the only girl there. And now you go and you're seeing girls in leggings and tank tops. And it, it's been incredible to see the change because I put myself out there and I've stuck to what I believe in. And I believe that there needs to be changes in golf. And I've been really outspoken about that. And I also talk about how to build a successful social media career and also how hard it is and how draining yeah. it is. And, you know, you have to have a certain type of personality to do well in this industry because it can eat you up and spit you out and you need to be really, really strong and, and confident and self-assured in what you're doing. So as the, like the OG golf influencer person, uh, is there like a community or is it kind of still catty mean girls type stuff going on? You know, I, I stick to myself. Like I said, I'm, I'm very introverted and I just kind of keep my head down, um, do my work and, you know, get done with it. But if any of the young girls reach out to me, I am more than willing to give advice. I think I'm a little bit more guarded because of all of the hate that I have received from women in the industry. And so I'm hesitant to, you know, reach out or want to collaborate because I've been burned in the past. But um, if any of them reach out, I'm always willing to lend a helping hand. Wait, I'm sorry. Well, during the vast research, uh, I missed this being burned. What, what does that mean? Yeah, when I first got into the industry and when I was trying to play professionally, a lot of the LPGA players uh, did oh. not like me and were very outspoken towards that. And as well as a lot of influencers who came up, you know, behind me, they were saying that they didn't want to take the path that I was taking. They weren't going to over-sexualize themselves and yet they turn around and do the exact same thing. And so sometimes there's just not a level of respect for everything that I have been through. And if I didn't do this, then they wouldn't even be doing this now. Like they wouldn't mm. have a job without all the hardships that I faced and the, the path that I paid for them. Yeah, so uh, I, I worked with somebody at Fox. He's not there anymore, but his wife was up for the WNBA like head job, like running the WNBA. And during the meetings, you know, she was told like, "Hey, we have a lot of influencers in the women's basketball space, but we can't get any of them to come to the league because they can make money off social media instead of mm -hmm. flying on planes, uh, practice, getting yelled at, sitting on a bench. They, they don't want to do all that. They just want to be influencers. They can make a ton of money." How do we get those influencers into the WNBA? Now, obviously, the league has a ton of popular players, but there are some hugely popular women that just don't want to play basketball. I, I got to ask you, like, you know, Paige, you, we could probably poll 10 people at the side of the street right now, name five women golfers, and I could guarantee you none of them could do it. And I, I'm talking about, like, at a golf course. Yeah. Um, what if they came to you and were like, hey, Paige, we don't care that you didn't qualify. We want you playing in this tournament. You know what's up. You're going to drive ratings and interest and chatter and social media. But you also know that that bullshit hate is going to be out there. Do you? Would you do it? 
No, because I I did try and I wasn't good enough. You know, I didn't yeah, but have you're, all you're of, good. I mean, yeah, but I didn't have all the tools to be at the caliber of an LPGA player. And so I don't want to go in there, one, embarrass myself and okay. also be disrespectful for all of the work that they put in, you know, just as they work hard every single day on what they do, I do the same thing. And so I, I've, I've gone to the LPGA before and said, hey, I'm here to help you in any capacity and they didn't want my help. And so I think that there is a way where you can do both. I think you can have these successful influencers who maybe aren't good enough or don't want to compete help use their social media platforms to raise awareness for these amazing athletes. You know, you don't want to take away from anything that they have done because they do dedicate so much of their time and energy and passion into this. And I'm here to help you with my talent and I want to have more eyes on your talent. And I think that's kind of where we need to be. And even with the WNBA, you don't have to have the influencers playing with them, but they should be at any tournament or any event and live streaming. Why isn't that an option? Or doing a behind the scenes or being in the locker room. Like you can do both. And I think that's the problem people yeah. just see is it's this way or no way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of influencers, in my case, I hated competing. I absolutely despised it. It was something that I didn't feel confident doing. I, I truly hated it. Well, so I don't want to go mean? do that because I I love what I do. What do you mean you didn't feel confident? You were like a college golfer. You had a scholarship and you were like yeah, on the team and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand what you weren't <laughs> yeah. confident about. Well, it's just a different level. I don't think people realize the jump from being even like a scratch golfer to a plus two or to tour level. I mean, for example, like I play off of a scratch now so I can shoot, you know, even par sometimes in the 60s. They're shooting 62s and 63s oh. and they're consistently just better all around and there's so much that goes into that and so yeah i'm a damn good golfer but i'm not one of the best in the world and it would be embarrassing on both ends for me to be in there it's almost as it's almost like a slap in their face it's like oh anyone can go play let's put them in you know and i would rather use my platforms to put more eyes on what they're doing than be competing alongside them because i'm i'm just not at their level and it, it's that would no, yeah, I guess I, I'm too. more of an outsider. So I, I totally disagree with that. I mean, like more people would be interested yeah. in seeing, but you're not doing what they're doing every day, practicing because you got a, you know, social media. Are you on TikTok? I'm sorry. I'm not on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm on every social platform you could possibly so have. Now, is, that, is that by choice or is it like, hey, there's this, we've just got, we've got to be everywhere just in case this pops. No, I love it. I, I love what I do. I love creating content and the more platforms, the better because each platform is a different piece of content and you can be creative. And so, for example, like YouTube, I do very different content on YouTube than I do on TikTok and my podcast is very different than everything. And my Instagram is different than my Twitter and my Twitter is different than my Facebook. Mm. And then of course we have the subscription site. So there's so many different pieces and they're all different. And I love doing content for each of them because you can be so creative. So to go back to the golf thing, like obviously you're cleaning up, making a lot of money and you know, the women's golfers, like the purses aren't huge for some of these events, obviously, but 
like you said you went to the LPG and, and were like, hey, I'm interested in helping. And they just were like, yeah. not really. Um, like, were you surprised at that? Did that, I don't, did that hurt your feelings? Like, what's the response when they're like, no, we don't want help. We're, we're great. I see both sides. Yes, it's very frustrating because I had very pure intentions to want to elevate the women's game. And that's always been a passion of mine is growing the game of golf. I got into this because I wanted to show that there are so many different sides to golf. It's not just the stuffy country club. You know, you can go and to a public golf course and hit golf balls for under $10 in jeans. And that's just as fun. And that's still, you know, the game of golf. And I wanted to bring awareness to women golfers because they don't get paid enough and they are so good and people don't realize that. And I wanted to help and I was frustrated that they didn't see the opportunity Mm -hmm. in front of them. I also understand it that it's their business. And if they don't want to work with me, then that's their choice. You know, I, I can't be upset about that. And I think that's the hard part about being an influencer is you are the brand. (laughs) And if you think about it in other businesses, sometimes it just doesn't align, but I am what doesn't align with them. And that can be, that's when your feelings can get hurt. But if you look at it truly as a business deal, then no, it's no hard feelings. It just didn't align with their business plan. Uh, I know you have a super busy day, so I'll try to wrap up here. Um, The U.S. Open's coming up. It's out here in L.A., um, I know you do some gambling stuff now, partnership. Uh, I'm curious what happens when you give out picks and they, they don't hit because <laughs> that's gambling, you know, 50% of the time, you, maybe you get, get lucky. Um, how do you handle that? I, I know the social media dudes are, are animals when they lose bets. Cause I do some of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, golf is interesting. I think it's the hardest sport to make picks for because it's, you know, one person out of 140 guys in a field and the odds are just not in your favor. Last year I was on, I had about uh, seven winners, two of the four major champions I picked correctly, which oh, is wow. outstanding. Like th- I blew it out of the park and, um, Still, they're like, you're not getting every week. You're not picking every winner every week. (laughs) And uh, at the PGA Championship, I said to Fade Hovland, and Hovland came in second. And I was like, the whole time, I I was just getting comments, and I knew it. And I I was like, why did I do this? Why did I say that? Luckily, I said that Brooks is also a really great pick, which offset it. Uh, You just have to give almost as many picks as you can for good top 10s, good top 20s, top five finishes to, uh, you know, hopefully not put all your eggs in one basket. But yeah, the U.S. Open is going to be really interesting. Golf is in a amazing spot right now. There's a ton of really great players. And uh, I'm liking Max Homa. He... Okay. He, yeah, he plays well in LA. He plays well on hard golf courses. I know he doesn't have a great major record, but uh, I think he'll do well kind of in his hometown and playing in front of a lot of friends and family. So uh, I guess the last question, like you talk about playing golf a lot. Uh, Are you able to just go to a course and play around with friends and nobody will notice you or people coming up to you like at the driving range and the putting green and all that? Because it seems like your audience is a lot of dudes and they're going to be it and they're going to recognize you, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I definitely get recognized um, t- when I go to any golf course. Um, 
mostly just because I, I stand out too, you know, I'm one of the only, <laughs> you know, like blondes, you know, like females out there, you know, I just right. walk in with my little skirt and my, you know, my blonde ponytail flipping behind me. I do stick out like a sore thumb. So sometimes I don't know if they're like, Oh, a girl on the golf course, what is this? Or if they're like, Oh, that's Paige. Oh. Um, but <laughs> most people are really nice when they come up to me. Anytime I go to golf events, it's kind of the same thing. But ever since I did, uh, I got, Maxim, I did their uh, their, oh, that's right. yeah, their issue with them. Maxim, yeah, <laughs> what was number one? I, what year was that? Uh, that was last year, and so last once year. I did that, which was a little bit more mainstream because I, I am so heavily involved in just the sports community that even now, like I'll, I'll get off the plane and people will come up to me, or you know, I'm starting to go out in other places and people are starting to come up to me. So um, I <laughs> I didn't realize I that I mean, probably, <laughs> that it was going to change like point. that. Yeah, you probably need like some kind of security. You know, people are weird. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm, sure. I'm lucky. I do have a lot of security, but like the first time I was I was walking off the plane, I was wearing like my bright yellow Crocs and sweats and no makeup, and like my hair was like <laughs> greasy and off my head. And he's like, "Are you Paige?" And I was like, "No, yeah." I mean, <laughs> he's like, "I take a picture." I was like, "Yeah, okay." Because oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know they're gonna post it, and then obviously haters are gonna be like, "She doesn't look the same in person." And so oh, now I'm geez. like, "Okay, at least need to travel with some makeup on." <laughs> Yeah, I remember being at an airport after I think the final four and Danica Patrick was at the airport and just standing there at the gate. Not one person recognized her. She's kind of on the smaller side and she was just standing there. Just no security, no agent, nobody. And I was like, this is strange. Like, I thought she was a huge deal. But, you know, you're, I guess, a little different. You're what? Pretty tall, right? Yeah, um, almost five eight. Most people yeah. think I'm I'm a lot taller than that. That's one thing I get when they see me in person. They're like, oh, I thought you were a lot taller. Um, no, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just uh, people have been coming up to me more, which they're always so nice, and yeah. I I appreciate all the kind things that they say. So, right, it's is never there anything a bad thing. you want to anything you want to plug? Uh, any uh, besides only page, which I'm sure is just going to get a million more signups, <laughs> you know, in the next twenty four yeah. hours. <laughs> I'm um, sure. So you guys can head over to my subscription site, only page. I do personalized videos, golf content, behind the scenes, a lot of fun stuff over there. My podcast is the Playing Around podcast. Uh, we do that weekly where we just recap golf tournaments and what's happening in the golf world. And then all of my social media. So you can find me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram under Paige Sporanic, and then on Instagram, which is Paige Renee. So all right, Paige. Thanks everything. a lot. <laughs> Continued success. Uh, in all your endeavors and uh, maybe I'll see you at a golf course sometime. Yeah, I'm going to get you out there. (laughs) Unlikely, but maybe. We'll see. Okay. Thank you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 